0: All right, three, two, one, welcome to... <laughs> I was like, what are
1: you doing? <laughs> that felt very weird. All right, three, two... One. Welcome back to the Takes with podcast. My name is Talon Hauser and my other co-host, Caden Cooley. How's it going? And my other, other co-host, Nathaniel Gates. What's up? So, welcome back to the technolo- technological issues podcast English with the tailgaters English with the tailgaters
0: (laughs) English and technology with the tailgaters I
1: love technology it's my favorite we have no issues on this podcast whatsoever this isn't our second take of an hour and a half long episode no we would we
0: would never have a second take we we are greatness we would never have you guys are listening to greatness anyway we do have an amazing episode for you guys this is our mock draft special so just prepare yourself for that it's gonna be ass. we got best of this week a Marvel and ESPN collab or I should say Marvel and NBA collab. Um, MLB news, whoa. And drama, crazy. Never would have thought the MLB would have done that. We got Orlando Brown to Kansas City. like, And then, like I said, the mock draft. And then we also squeeze this in there. A Mortal Kombat review. Thanks to our partners, Miller Theaters. Good. Yes, sir. So, Caden, what is the best thing you saw this week?
2: best thing I saw this week was... I wrote Kyler Lowry, but Kyle Lowry. He made the Raptors rookie sing party in the USA. What a what a game. Yeah,
0: Kyler Murray's my favorite Raptors player. Mm-hmm.
2: Kyler, yes,
1: pretty good. Pretty good at football. He doesn't play football. Kyler. Kyler plays football. Yeah, Kyle that Lowry, was guess, that huh? was the, the joke. I, um, <laughs> no, Kyle, I, know. Uh, I don't know. It is it is actually. <laughs> He's like very, yeah, yeah yeah It is actually a very cool moment saying, like you know a Raptors legend at this point, greatest Raptor of all time, no debate. No debate. I mean, who else is it going to be? Vince who for like else? two
0: years? Well, Kawhi for like a minute.
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it definitely is really cool to see, like, because we thought he was going to be traded. So it's still cool to see him like actually involved in the team. And Because I, I don't know, I feel I would feel kind of weird about getting, like being on these like, trade rumors and then not. Be Like, oh, uh, it would be a little bit awkward. It would be kind of awkward. That was my first thought when I
2: saw this video. Was I was like, hey, he didn't get traded. Nice moment. <laughs> Good for him. Like a
0: reminder. Yeah, pretty much. One, I love rookie hazing. Best thing in the NBA.
1: It's sports, really. It's, it's it's all sports.
0: Yeah, I I think it's an amazing thing. I love all the pranks that they do. Party in the USA. Great choice, first of all. And then second, it's hard to sound. It is a little bit awkward though, because Kyle Lowry is definitely not going to be a Raptor next year. You know. Eh, yeah,
2: I I doubt he's like thinking about that right now though. Probably not like super concerned about it.
0: Also, the Raptors are garbage, which is weird
2: yeah that doesn't sound right
0: <laughs> just doesn't sit
2: right Nick nurse is supposed to be good well, i think okay. he is i mean that's kind okay, of weird the they're way. also
0: playing in tampa which also <laughs> has to be weird we it's work. gonna be so awkward for home games like what like what should they say to the crowd like you're toronto
1: raptors <laughs> well yeah you have to but like they're not your toronto they don't raptors. even have
2: the, like fans
0: there
1: oh they do they have dude we should like people them. go to the games we should have gotten the raps man
0: Tampa Bay doesn't need any Dude, on oh God, yeah. we could have been going to Raps games right now. But we're not. NBA. Floored up. Come on, bro.
1: Adam Silver's kind of a bum for that. Adam Silver is a bum for that. Man. Anyway, Tom, what's the best thing you saw this week? Best thing I saw this week was the Browns preparing for anything next season. Um, So we all know teams are going to be back mostly to 100% capacity. The Bills kind of already said they're going to come back. I assume other teams will follow suit and the browns are getting prepared for really ready and drunk rowdy fans. So they're going to have their their security guards practicing tackling fans on the field. Yeah, so that they were running drills and I think that's sick. Get that them is, ready. That is the greatest thing ever. Um like there's nothing there's no better people to show you how to tackle somebody than they people. should have Miles Garrett be their coach. Yeah. No, I mean they do it for a living. They tackle quite
0: a lot of people. So. Miles Garrett could show them some cool moves like a helmet they could throw in there. Yeah. yeah. Because then it's legal,
1: right? Because yeah. then they're invading on your property, all American style. S- actually, this is
0: super out of pocket and off topic. You see that NBA refs thing?
1: I did see that. With
0: what? Wisconsin. That was so Wisconsin's funny. passing a bill where if you verbally assault a ref or like actually assault them, it's like a like...
2: to fine uh, and a year in jail.
1: Yeah. It's it's like against Wisconsin the law. The thing ever.
0: I think it's funny that refs are like, let's be nice
1: well, to hard our refs. tired of getting yelled yeah. at. Y'all are refs. It's like, that's what you sign up for, bro. You literally are signing up to get yelled at. That's like, like your job. Unless like some like vulgar words come out.
0: There are several jobs in life that you just are signing up to get yelled at. Parking and also, officers. The,
1: the easiest thing to do possibly to fix that problem is to just kick them out. Because like it's the easiest thing. It's like the best solution to that problem. Yeah. You kick them out, they are they're like they sober up very quickly. They realize that they're stupid, and they're never back in the arena ever again. Well then also, is it like players that they're talking about? Or, are you saying like is it just refs? Well, or? like, no no no. I'm talking
0: like so it's against refs, but is this like fans and players? Like, so like oh, if yeah. a, player, a player like goes up to like a ref, are they gonna like spend like a year in jail? If they so like
1: a... like that would quote yeah. unquote assault him? No, because no, I'm
2: going to jail for life. Sorry,
1: Talon. Because no no, no player is going to throw out and the, the C word or the N word. Like, no one's going to do that. And Schroeder did, and Kyrie did not like that. True. That's true.
0: Anyway, my best of this week was Denzel Valentine's shot selection. Yikes. <laughs> so the Bulls are playing the Heat. They're down by five, and Denzel Valentine gets the board. Tom will insert the clip somewhere here if you're watching the video. Possession game. Maybe audio too, so maybe like help that out, so you guys yeah. can actually listen to this. But I'm gonna play it for us, just so we can kind of react to it. Butler pulls up, missed it badly there.
2: Less than a minute to go. No, oh my no. goodness,
0: <laughs> Valentine! No. Oh no!
2: What a shot! No. That
0: is not Steph Curry the shot no.
1: at that moment. That's a horrible shot.
0: My favorite part is no. the color commentator in the background going, "No, no, no, no!" That was no. A horrible shot. And you know, you usually get kind of takes like that from like the color commentator, but even like the regular announcer
1: was like, "Oh my god, that was awful." Denzel, what are you? You're not. You're not. Dude, even, you're not by five. You're not even like a like minute to go. A, like three tiers away from being an all-star. You're Denzel Valentine
0: should be almost out of the league at this point. What 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 is Denzel Valentine averaging this year? I especially look at his three point percentage. It has to be good. Right? All right, let's look, let's look. Does Denzel deserve the confidence to shoot that ball? Um well, he's averaging a, a total of 6.9 points. Nice, 6.9. Um and 69. his three point percentage is <laughs> 32. <laughs> Ah, oh, Denzel.
2: Hey, he's got the Caden Cooley confidence. Dude. <laughs> got tune. He's, he's That's just... facts.
0: If y'all have never played basketball with Caden, which I'm sure you probably
1: haven't, but yeah, this dude's confidence
2: was... is Denzel Valentine. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Michael yeah, Scott. Yeah, but
1: I feel like the difference is uh, you're also Wayne Gretzky. not in the NBA playoff push. Well. You're in a black park I plan on game.
2: being there someday, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'll get there.
2: Yeah, obviously. But,
1: um, wow, Denzel. It's not even like, like if Steph pulled that, we'd be like, yeah. Or, or, like, if really anybody else but Denzel Valentine pulled that, I'd be like, yeah. yeah. like, honestly, anyone but Denzel Valentine. And just the time of like, yeah, the okay. situation and knowing that they're the Bulls and they suck ass makes it even better. See, but that's the mind game
2: you start playing because then he's like, well, they don't expect me to shoot it from, like, 40 feet out.
1: I think Eric Spolstra
0: maybe, like, laughed a little bit watching that happen. He would have had to. There's no way he didn't. Yeah, Eric Spolstra was like, wow. Just they they ago, did not like, we'll just take it. We'll just take the win, I want I know what Billy Donovan said in the locker room after that. We oh, fought great. hard, guys. Uh, Denzel will no longer be on the team, and uh, we'll move on from this.
1: <laughs> we're cutting Denzel right after. Don't worry. Don't yell Don't at
0: worry. Him. It's happening. He's, he's off.
1: Yeah, for sure. He's done. Dude,
0: that's awful.
1: That is really bad. I remember when he like people were hyping him up out of college. He was like 14th pick, and everyone was like, he's going to be a star. And then like a year two, he was Michigan State. Michigan State, same thing in my head. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Michigan State in my head is Michigan. I don't know why.
0: All right, so we're going to move on. So Disney obviously is a monopoly And they own everything Disney and Amazon pretty much own our lives at this point Coke
1: Disney, Amazon, and Coke
0: Pepsi owns more than Coke Did Coke only owns like drink beverages Like companies I Pepsi. Pepsi owns like I meant fast meant- food mm-hmm.
2: But Coke lives in your head so.
0: But Coke is in your Coke runs your head, boy Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) This is now a Monopoly Pro podcast. Yes. (laughs) We We like the board game, so we're all about it. So anyway, you just knew that Disney was going to do something, and they are. ESPN and Marvel will present an alternate telecast dubbed the Arena of Heroes on May 3rd. It's a game featuring the Warriors and Pelicans. Perfect game. During the game, a parallel story will take place in which Black Panther and Iron Man receive word of an impending threat and seek to recruit new members from the players on the court. One. Love this so far. It's going to be gas. Let's continue. Three players from each team... Steph, Draymond, and Wiggins from the Warriors, Zion, B.I., and Zoe from the Pelicans, will be awarded Marvel hero points for each point, rebound, assist, block, and steal they get in the game. Points will be taken away for missed shots, free throws, and turnovers. The commentators will commentate the game from a Marvel-themed studio in ESPN's headquarters. the commentators? Richard Jefferson and Ryan... Kuko, I'm sorry if I didn't know. Luko. that's the that combo is perfect. Richard R- Jeff Richard is, saying is, Marvel stuff is one gonna be awesome. Yeah. Two, I can't wait for social media to absolutely clown people for these Marvel points. I can't wait for Zoe to like shoot like twenty percent, have like eight turnovers, and people are gonna be like, Yo, how'd you have He's negative rushed. Marvel points? He's shitty. <laughs> so the
1: internet's gonna the memes are gonna be up. fantastic. Oh, dude. I'm gonna watch this broadcast. Gonna be like I cannot wait for memes this. F- of like Thanos. That just I don't know how, but there is. So who do you think is gonna be like? I don't know if they're doing like an MVP or like
0: if Iron Man and Black Panther are gonna pick one player from each team. But who do you think will be like the top two players? Um, Zion. I'd say Steph and Zion probably makes sense. My only thing against Steph, though, I think Zion's a lock. Steph, they so they take away points with turnovers and missed shots. Mm. Even but if there's Steph be something for threes, true. If he drops I, like I know. 50. I want to see how these points like work. Yeah, that would help. But I mean, Zion's a lot. That
2: lock. would help. I can't wait till you see Richard Jefferson,
0: just like Iron Man. We need your help.
1: <laughs> I can't wait for that. That's gonna be awesome. Oh yeah, that's great. That's what we want. It's something ridiculous. But, I can't uh, wait for
0: Kelly Oubre to come out and say, "Man, I should have been on that <laughs> roster. <laughs> I'm worth more."
1: <laughs> I mean, the NBA is. Pretty mu- clearly taking this from the NFL Nickelodeon, uh whole playoff game. And it's, it's perfect. Get the, get these young kids into sports, you know, as young as they can. And then once they turn 13 or 14, they're going to stop watching those. Broadcasts. And then take all of their money with Jersey sales. Yes. I mean, that's, you know, Facts. They, they got us, they did it.
0: See all these jerseys. And
1: that was, <laughs> they cost a lot. of money. Yeah, they did
0: cost we got money. got.
2: And you and know what? This guy right here rejected my autograph. So it's whatever. I didn't even want it.
1: Yeah, didn't even want it. It was Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes the sucks. Video. It's, it's he was signing kids' autographs.
2: Hey, I will say there were parents <laughs> who were like throwing
0: their four-year-old children to the front of that line Dude. to get an autograph. So was, I,
2: I did not feel bad about it was, not getting. Yeah, one. you
0: will not be getting a training camp special from the tailgaters. I will tell you that, <laughs> <laughs> especially yep. from Chiefs tailgate or not tailgate. Chiefs quarterback signed the tailgate. Camp. Oh my god, Chiefs training camp was a mess. But that's
1: where we that but that's where we found honey for starter. That's true. That's true. You know what? That was, I it, that that was pretty legit. I take it back.
0: You know what? Icon. Never mind. Take back everything I said. Anyway, back to the Marvel and ESPN game. I'm excited for this. I actually think it's gonna be like really fun. You know, we're getting to the point where you know we've seen like 72 regular season games for like every team. Let's mix it up a little bit. And so I, I cannot wait. And I hope that I hope they do more of this stuff, like the Nickelodeon game, the Avengers game. I
1: I love this kind of stuff. Get us do a it.
2: gambling broadcast. Who said that?
1: No, no, yeah, who like, said that? No, for real. And we've mentioned this before. Bob Minnery, Snoop Dogg, Pete Davidson. They need to have a special broadcast, too. Um, anybody else who cusses a lot? <laughs> really, just... Just give Jake Paul one. I don't know. Snoop was no, great. No, no, we, We've Ball. had Snoop on the Lakers broadcast, and he is fantastic without the cursing. Snoop also, like, did, like, a guest thing
0: for, like, the NHL 20 game, and it was also fire. He's been in, like, every EA game ever. Yeah, so... Um,
1: but yeah, a Snoop Dogg broadcast. But, um, but like, he's awesome on the Lakers broadcast without his, like, being censored. He'll just be like, get it, Bron. Get it, Bron. Nice shot, Braun. Yeah, get it, boy. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And now I have mentioned him talking about, like, dope and all the girls he had be last night. Be like, that shit's cool to know. It was a uh, roll blunt or something. Yeah, like, something like that. And that's what you want. That was, like, the widest sense I've ever As, said. Yeah, it I was. probably sound like the yeah. lamest <laughs> dude ever. Yeah, I kind of... That was kind of crazy. Okay. Um, all right. Next, we should move on. <laughs> next section. All right. <laughs> Ooh, I hate myself. <laughs> all right. We're gonna talk about baseball. Before, before you
0: click myself. off. Okay. Before you get, before you click off the podcast. Before you like click the thirty second button three times. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, yeah. They're not gonna
0: click be out like out how be like how long are they talking about baseball, guys. Baseball has drama, and we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna reward them for being entertaining. So, in case you didn't know, Fernando Tatis, the new face of the MLB, and Trevor Bauer, who's a really outspoken dude, now have beef. And it's amazing. So, Tatis Jr. is this young up-and-comer. He's literally—he was the cover of the game that they just dropped, which we'll get to. And so, Tatis has been just destroying the Dodgers. He's been destroying them. Absolute terror. So— he hit a homer off Trevor Bauer, and so a little bit of context. Trevor Bauer did this thing in spring training where he shut one eye and then pitched. Pretty savage stuff. So. Tatis responded after his homer against Trevor Bauer by covering up one of his eyes to the Dodgers bench, which, savage. Love that. Trevor Bauer then came out and said, Hey, this is awesome. I actually really like this. Players should be excited and celebrate when they hit home runs. They deserve it. I hate when the unwritten rules come into play and like people will just bean them. But then, more drama. Trevor Bauer was shown a video of Tatis Jr. stealing the sign from the catcher, looking down so he knew what pitch it was, and then, you know, absolutely yamming it. So then, Trevor Bauer tweeted, If you need to know what pitch is coming that badly, just ask Daddy nicely next time. You know I ain't scared, homie. And then Tatis Jr. responded, Tranquilo, ho. I took German. I'm I'm sorry, (laughs) Kaden. You took Spanish, right? It's Heo. Thanks. I took German. My bad. I did as well. It was a mistake. Don't do it. Which,
1: anyway, that translates to "Take it easy, son." And so all that. Take it easy, son. That's what it (laughs) translates to. Sorry, I had to. That was very white. A lot of white moments. Take it easy, boy. boy. The,
0: The listeners understand how white I am. Sorry. Okay. It just gets pastier and yeah, no. God. So anyway, all of this was happening during the most entertaining series in baseball for like the last three years. Padres at the Dodgers. So then on ESPN, primetime game, the game goes into extra innings and it was a fire game. Mm-hmm. Not only did this all happen, but MLB The Show has taken over the sports gaming world. So absolute huge dubs Because it came for box. Yeah, it's finally not only on PlayStation anymore. Which honestly, a sports game being an exclusive is a joke. It Doesn't make sense. Like whoever sat, sat like was like, "This is a good idea," should be fired. You know, it gets to Xbox. They release the game has great features like stadium builder, and people are loving it. So you know what? If we didn't do weekly winner this week because of time purposes with the mock draft, but baseball would have been my weekly winner. Yeah. Facts. So um, like what? This what is are your guys' need? thoughts on baseball gaining some drama
1: and gaining attention? It's what they need. It's exactly what they need. We're talking about it right now. We never talk about baseball. I actually very much enjoyed this back and forth interaction. It's exactly there's a reason wrestling is very huge in sports. Uh, sports. I don't call it sport, but whatever. Um, there's a reason that it's the WWE is what it is. Is because people like drama and they know it's fake drama. Add in some real baseball drama. This is real. That's why people love
0: adding drama with sports and makes it even more entertaining. Because That's why, why the NBA gets so many views. That's why they eat up on social media. Because people like beef
1: and they like drama. Dude, I'll watch. I'll go to the Y and watch some random dude's beef on a 4v4 game. And That's it's, better than watching a normal baseball game. It, it, it usually is. And so... Because there's beef, and you're like, oh shit, he's good. uh oh, oh, he hit a three in his face. Oh. I think
2: for baseball, it's a little harder because baseball, there's some distance between every player. 100%. Basketball, football, yeah. like everyone's on top of each other. Baseball, you've got like a good, like, 10 That's feet a good point. between
1: everybody.
0: A good example of that, the Jared Dudley Ben Simmons beef was way more entertaining than the entire Facts. MLB season. Jared Dudley,
1: he hits one three and does a little celebration. Everyone's like, oh shit, Jared Dudley! <laughs> Jared Dudley!
0: We so ever talk about Jared Dudley in his whole career? Also, and you know, we can, we can we can talk about the drama aspect,
1: but no, just let the players have a personality because it's just it's so boring when because then once one so, person celebrates, they get beat.
0: The the Tyree, cool.
1: Tyree killed Deuces to um, I'm forgetting his Antoine name. Winfield. And Antoine Winfield, mm-hmm. and then. Then in the Super Bowl, Antoine does it to Tyreek? did it back? Like, that, guys, that's, that's a moment awesome. That, I mean, I didn't like it, but that's a moment that you like, right? That's like, we want that. I, again, I don't right, want yeah, that. Yeah, you didn't want that. I didn't want that at
0: all. It sucked. I hated my life when God, that happened. that was so savage. He gave up like 200 yards to Tyreek and then got him in the Super Bowl and then did the celebration. Wow. No, but that's
1: sick. That's sick. That's awesome. So, but if that wouldn't happen, if they just shook hands at the end of the game, and waved each other goodbye. And it's like, yeah, it's lame, bro. It's At the lame. end of the day, sports
0: is entertainment, and play into the fans and play into what the fans like.
1: Pl- we we are a it's a game. We are adult men playing a child's game. Like, let's just let's calm down. Let's, stop, let's have a little bit of fun let's with it. Get yeah? off our high, our high horses and just have some fun.
0: Hundred percent. So we will move on. Actually, I have one more thing about baseball. So for a game that has unwritten rules and hates making changes. They added last year the seven-inning doubleheader rule. And so instead of playing two back-to-back nine-inning games, they play two seven-inning games, which has a lot of pros. But I think we just got our first con. Madison Bumgarner allows no hits in a seven-inning game, not official no-hitter. How do we feel about this? Should this count? Should we look at this as a no-hitter? Or does seven innings... Do the two
1: innings matter that much?
2: No. It's two innings.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of – it's just weird because, you know, we – baseball guys are especially actually about, like, stats. Baseball guys love the stats and the analytics and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It's just for guys like us who aren't athletic enough to play sports, we like talking about sports and we like comparing and we like contrasting and we like doing all this about different eras and who's the best player and all that. And once you start making these weird rules, and that's why we didn't like the 17th game, because the totals are just going to be destroyed and you're going to have to go to averages. But we like totals. It's simple in our brains. And I don't know. I don't don't like it because then the stats just kind of get messed up. Because then you'd be like, oh, well, this guy had this many no-hitters, but it was for seven inning games.
0: Yeah, uh, I I agree that they didn't, like count this as a no hitter because you know i i just think there's a big difference between you know 27 batters and
1: 21 could you not like at least count it for like okay how you know you could get half a sack can you get like half a no hitter at least i don't know it's like, like but if it's not get, even half of a sack
2: it's over 75 percent of a game yeah so it's like you're leaning towards the majority in my mind i still think that counts but
0: like no i mean yeah. I, you have a great point like i'm not going to be like anyone who says this is a no hitter he did the complete game. It's not his fault that it's mm-hmm. the game's only seven innings. Yeah, and the rule
2: changes. It's not his fault. Yeah,
0: it's just it's just awkward. And like I think, you know people, you know, I think, you know, the biggest issues with baseball are the shift and that the game has literally just become home run or strikeout. That's the key issue with baseball. And yeah, you can talk about the pace of play, but the pace of an MLB game isn't necessarily the problem. It's like what you're actually watching, you know, and how long those events take. Not the overall like length of the game. But so when you go and mess with like rules like this, you just get into some awkward positions such as a seven and Okay,
1: I'm sorry. And also baseball is not a sport that like I was worried about the physical toll on like I know obviously that it's a pro sport and it's probably takes some physical toll on it. But like Like basketball players are running up and down the court every single day. You know, they play back to backs and they're not shortening the games. I understand that it's probably a better idea, but I'm not too worried about the. Well, and actually, you know what's interesting? The. Maybe there is a.
0: Yeah, that's the one argument. And actually, it's more about the bullpen guys for doubleheaders. That's like the one. I mean, yeah,
1: because pitchers actually have. Like, toll on them. Like, yeah, know, they're actually doing stuff that. I don't know. I think it's weird. Intensive. And
0: I really am curious to see how baseball kind of follows this up in the future. And, you know, if more of these events happen, how will that affect, like, the longevity of the seven inning game? Moving on, Orlando Brown traded to Kansas City. Brett Veach the makes goat. something out of nothing. He's back out of the After release. Okay, well, hold on. Don't. We, we don't need to turn this into a goat debate because Chris Ballard, in my opinion, is the best GM, but that's not what this is about. We can, we can be like, Brett Veach is that dude for a little bit, but just don't... don't no,
2: Brett Veach it. is the dude. No, st- Chris no. Chris wishes he was Brett. Because you know what Brett does? He turns these into Super Bowl wins. Look at the track record. Well,
0: yeah, what happened, what happened to last Super Bowl? So <laughs> got to the mean? Super Bowl. That's what hey, you guys working. did. We
1: just lost our franchise QB.
0: That's not my, Brett's fault. It was Chris's problem, though, and he dealt with it. He turned us into a contender in, two, in like two years after. Just saying. Brett turns something into nothing. Can you go to the we traded. Or the, we traded DeForest Buckner for a thirteenth pick.
2: Let me let me pull up what the Orlando Brown trade was because I want to. Anyway, I wanna talk Orlando about how they-
0: Brown was traded to KC, an absolute fleecing.
2: Yeah, I want to talk about how they fleeced them real quick because the Chiefs got a second-round pick and Orlando Brown and basically gave up their first-round pick in some garbage to boot.
0: A so third that, and a fourth and a fifth.
2: So they basically got a one-year rental and a second-round pick this year that they can spend on another player who's probably going to be at least pretty decent.
0: Which, you know, we'll see if it's a one-year rental, but even if it
2: is, he what He said today, I want to be here for a long time.
0: I so. would, too.
1: I mean, if Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback, I'd be like, you know what? I might want to stick around for a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. people were like, oh, well, he said he wants a big contract. It's like, yeah, well, he didn't know he was going to play with Patrick Mahomes. I feel like that has to change the situation. I feel like I would take a little bit of a discount for that. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe a ringer, too. Yeah, like you said, at at worst, he plays for them for one year. Still worth it. You're trying to win a Super Bowl, and this, this team, I, I, unless Brett just m- makes new money. Like he basically did. I the mean, he, he, I think y'all have a prince and Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know where all this money comes from, where they're getting this money, but it's got about two or three years of like really. Does Brett flip bags? <laughs> I, I think he does he something on the side. Have you ever seen the show Ozark?
0: I think that's what he's doing. <laughs> I actually haven't, but I've seen like clips, and uh, it's about some dude yeah. in Missouri selling drugs. Well, the, the Chiefs kinda, did
2: just yeah. sign that Gia oh, well, sponsorship. Brett? Oh, so, yeah, yeah, that's
0: where the money came from. Yep. Yeah. So. They sold out, but it worked out.
2: You oh, guys yeah. pay for the Mahomes deal, and we will just give you the rights to the Chiefs. That's pretty much yeah, what it was. Think,
1: yeah, but all in all, I mean, you know, this is a team that we had a clear need <laughs> yes. in the Super Bowl. Offensive line, they go out, they bring <laughs> Kyle Long out of retirement. He could be good, he could be bad. If he's bad, it's not going to hurt us, and if he's good, it'll do nothing but help us. Well, you
2: missed the part where we
1: cut our starting tackles, and we were I mean, kind of yeah, like, no. I don't know about this, but it was it was definitely like okay, you know, we we both said as Chiefs fans, we trust him. I've seen him do this magic before, but it was like but if he doesn't fix this, this could be terrible. Yeah, already you add three great additions. The doctor coming
0: back is one of those additions. But you you know you had Thune and then Orlando Brown Dude, now. He was the best guard in football. And now you have now you have the rest of the offseason to fill to figure out the other two positions?
1: Yeah. And then it, like that worked out great. It really, I mean, there's no reason there shouldn't be at least a top seven, top six offensive line in the league. No, not at all. I mean, it, it could be top three, well, uh, but I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to start just throwing shit out there. And I really think, I think this moved the needle for me
2: personally, because I had probably like bills and bucks in the Super Bowl. I hadn't thought about it too much. It's a weird way to say Colts, but yeah, Colts. Um, he didn't say Colts. He said bills. Yeah. <laughs> um, But, I mean, this really moved the needle for me because I thought the biggest Chiefs problem was their offensive line and keeping Mahomes, you know, safe after he ran for 500 yards in the Super Bowl. $500
1: million is...
2: That's a lot. Half a billion is a lot. I want to protect that. Yeah. So, for them to just go out and, like, flip the O-line around, that being our biggest issue, I think that really, you know, helped bring this team back to a level where they could actually be in the Super Bowl. No, I...
1: Like, I'm... Again, you know, we are very realistic fans. We try not to be like, go to the bowl every year, we're winning, we're the best. No, but this put them back in the Super Bowl for but me. But there's no... The the football fan in me goes, okay, there's no... If they are not in the Super Bowl, if they are winning this rule, and at least in it, it is a major disappointment. Yep. At barring, like, any major injuries. Which...
0: All this alludes to the Colts. But no, on a real note, I all jokes aside, this is a great trade. I mean, they literally took... What was going to be the worst offensive line in the league, and like Talon said, made it top seven. Granted, you know we got to see what they do with like the draft. You know the, there are going to be some rookies in here, but I mean the reality is, is they went out and got not the best guard, but a top three guard in the league, and then a top three tackle.
2: So here's their starting O line right now: left tackle is Orlando Brown. Left Orlando, guard, also, is,
0: okay, I also forgot Kyle Long.
2: Yeah, left that. guard is Joe Thune. Their center is Austin Blythe, who we had him last year. Is okay. Uh, right guard is either going to be. I would imagine it's going to end up being uh Tardif and then they're going to kick Kyle long out to tackle. That's what I think will happen.
0: Oh uh, yeah. I'd like to see, you know, yeah. you know, I think it honestly depends on like their draft, you know, yeah. who falls where, because I know like there's a um, center out of whitewater Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the, like the D three dude who like works out by like hitting trees that dude's pretty cool. So like, maybe you know, but if that doesn't work out, maybe move Kyle Long to like center, and then maybe draft another tackle. I don't know. It j- Honestly, though, when you have Kyle Long, I kind of forgot about him. He's such a vet. I feel like you can kind of plug him in anywhere.
1: Yeah, <laughs> because you're not asking him to really carry that offense long. You're asking him to just be pretty good in some spots. Yeah, and, and in some playoff games.
0: Now, like. trust me, I don't know that much about Kyle Long, especially you know with the year absence. He was a baller. I know he was he really good, but I don't know if like if he can play a different position. But we'll, I mean, we'll see. They, well, so the reality is, is, is they have guys. Yeah, yeah. If And he, they didn't have guys, if before.
1: he's god awful, you know what? It's not going to be the end of the world, right? right? And these guys have shown, hopefully, I'm knocking on drywall, that you know they've shown that they are actually going to be there. Mm-hmm. Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz are not. And guess what? Week fifteen, week fourteen, Chiefs are like, hey one one of our offensive linemen got injured. Oh, Eric Fisher, you're healthy now. Do you want to re-sign with us? Why not? Yeah, I actually heard some rumors
2: that I don't know about Mitchell, but I know Eric was talking about possibly re-signing Eric just is the because first of one. Yeah, because the main issue with them was the contract. I think people need to get that clear. It's not that they were bad. It's that they were injured a lot and their contracts were way too expensive. Yeah, so Well,
0: I think another big issue with Eric at least and also why that's actually like a real possibility is the year-long injury yeah, he got the, ACL. the two weeks before the Super Bowl. Yeah.
1: And it's like, and it's like, well, you know, he's not going to play at all next season. Let's just get rid of him. And then now that you have this off the line, you could come later in the season and be like, hey, are you healthy? Are you, you know, in shape? Are you looking good? You don't good? play right tackle? You <laughs> want to play – You don't, and if you suck, guess what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> they can just bench you or cut you again. It doesn't matter. Once you get this ground base, you have options. And it's like in the second round, you can reach for somebody who – you Know four tackle or first, see, whoever else, I think
2: I am comfortable enough with our O line where we could take a tackle project that could
1: bench for two years or for exactly. one year, and I'd be okay with that exactly because you're not asking him to be, come in and do that. And that's yeah, that's a luxury you get by making these moves and making win now moves, contender moves, baby, contender moves, great move. still, by all
0: this to lose to the Colts. Talking about Mortal Kombat now, yes, we're gonna move on to Mortal Kombat. First Weird. of all, I'd like to say, know, yeah, I didn't see it, I was unfortunately busy this weekend, but the guy I saw it. Thanks to Miller Theaters. They were nice enough to have them out. Yeah, so, this so shout is a out to them.
2: Miller Theaters movie review. We did one... I don't remember if it was last week or the week before. I but the week before. So we did one the week before for Godzilla vs. Kong. We went and saw it at Miller Theaters. Thank you to Miller Theaters for sponsoring this segment and this podcast. So to get into the review, if you did not listen to the last one, the way we do this is we typically start out with an overview and give our thoughts about the movie. And then we kind of move into some different grades. Uh, we gave... Godzilla, uh, 66 out of 100. So just some things we go off of. We grade the plot out of 10, CGI out of 10, fighting, acting, entertainment value, and then we give it a grade out of 100. So we're going to go ahead and start off with the overview. And I want to start off with the bad, because I feel like there's a lot less bad in this than there was good. So we might as well just get it out of the way. Um, the tone of the movie is probably the biggest complaint I've heard. It was very glaring because it kept bouncing back and forth between and i need to preface this with saying it is a video game movie so i can't take it too seriously because it is not trying to be serious until it was trying to be serious and that's when i can start judging it because this movie started off very very serious like cole guy with a family obviously spoilers um cole guy with a family um he's trying to protect his family and then we get to the point where we're like making jokes about cutting people
1: in half so yeah it was like if you want to do that if you want to make jokes about cutting people in half and really embrace that this is a video mm-hmm. game movie and it's not that serious then that's fine and if you want to have the like the first seven minutes of the movie was like the most like dramatic yeah and it was so good and it was awesome and, and like, i thought that was the tone for the whole movie because yeah, that's so what they set up just like pick one dog like just pick a tone
2: And, yeah, I mean, the corn... I think the problem was it wasn't just jokes. It was super, super corny lines. And then you would have, like, super in-depth...
1: Yeah, it's not even like you got, like, mood changes throughout. It was, like, literally line to line. Kano would say something hilarious, and then the next segment... Guys with mystical powers would be like you have to really focus in on getting your your powers and like it was just a weird like mix, man. So
2: Kano being probably the most the best character in the movie, I think that's fair to say overall. He carried scenes. So that leads me to my next point: is the main protagonist of this movie was terrible. He was just bad. It wasn't the actor's fault. It wasn't the main protagonist was the guy
1: who was bad and ended up dying.
2: Let me. I need to preface this with saying neither of us have ever really played Mortal Kombat like that. I think we've played a little bit off and on, maybe not, just like the fight fights, but no. not like the story. Yeah. Um I never watched any of the old movies, so I came into this with like an open mind about Mortal Kombat. You're not
1: going to hear us like it wasn't accurate to the game's lore, yeah. like
2: listen. Um also it's a video game movie, so it's like sometimes you have to branch off in different directions anyways, but so the main protagonist, his name was Cole. He's a totally new character to the Mortal Kombat franchise. Apparently, um, I thought he was going to become Scorpion by the end of the movie. But whoa, twist. It was the guy from the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. And it was like, was your main character so weak that he couldn't even be like the best
1: fighter? In the it movie? it was just and like,
2: dude, he got his ass handed to him repeatedly. Oh, there wasn't a single moment in the movie where I was like, yeah, go Cole.
1: Good well, job. The one was like when he got his like powers. Even then, though, I was like... No, but then his wife had to help him. That's what I'm saying. He almost got killed. It was... That, yeah like it wasn't you, entertaining and I he know was that funny that like kind of sets up for like a revenge story but I need to at least have a glimpse of like that was my problem with Godzilla and Kong it's like I never felt like Kong got his moment like yeah. you, you need to have them have a moment where you're like oh sh- he has pot you know I see if the dude didn't even win his freaking you could make the his, argument yeah, dude, Kong should come I was gonna Kong say be mecha Godzilla but there was a lot of help though you could make the argument he got the final blow though we got the game okay.
0: winner. Well, he got the game winner.
2: I will say, I was about to say, you could say like the giant flying lizard battle, but even then, he got help. But he got humans help from the human stuff. He had no. So. But he the game win- These movies are very similar and shallow, actually. Just the level of thought process that went into them. But Cole also kind of blends in with another point I have, which is I think this movie suffers a lot from not getting enough time with each character. We discussed this on the car ride home. Uh If this movie was 30 minutes longer and if I had gotten to see like another five minutes of Sonya, another five minutes of uh, Kano, just like talking to some random people. It's like when they all sat down to have dinner in the one scene where Kano figured out his powers. It's like I didn't really care that the dude with the frisbee hat was being a dick to Kano because guess what? I didn't know if the frisbee dude was a
1: dick or not. Yeah. And so, yeah, whenever he was like just started to like talk about how fat he was and how he didn't deserve egg rolls. I'm like, okay. If I had spent like five minutes with him before
2: that of him, like being a nice guy to like mm-hmm. some village kid or something, then I'd be like, Oh, so there's a reason
1: behind this. Yeah. But then I just think he's an asshole. Yeah. Um, yeah. 30 minutes would have gone a long way for this movie. It I, was, it was less than two hours. So it's like, you guys half. had the time.
2: Um, but okay. I think we bashed this movie enough. I want to talk about the good things now. Cause there was a lot of good things. Uh, Just get it out of the way. Sub-Zero. Absolutely fantastic. I thought they cast the perfect guy for him. He, first of all, the guy that plays him, I don't know his name. My apologies. He is an actual uh, mixed martial arts fighter. So he knew what he was doing. i dead ass. I didn't know that. Um, His CGI looked incredible i loved how every room he went into there was icicles hanging off the ceilings every time he took a step there was ice forming even like his like introduction moment to earth realm was like oh there's snow coming down and then it's like oh this scary ass ice guy that's throwing hail at my car
1: Mm -hmm. yeah no he definitely he felt like he held weight during his scenes.
2: Yeah. And like, obviously he was super overpowered, but I mean, that was kind of the point of him, yeah, right? He, Cause he, they even had, they had the discussion like, Oh, you can't take sub zero on one on one. Like
1: you need everyone's help. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, not even these guys who have superpowers can even that it's not even that they're like, man, you're trying to take him one V one. like, they literally like, don't do that. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, even Scorpion they had no confidence who had already fought
2: him once he needed Cole's help at the end of the movie to beat him. That's how strong this dude was. Cole is trash, though.
1: Cole is trash, but Cole, he was like—he was kind of there. He was there. Just like in every scene he was. He, yeah. was. he was there. Right. He was there to look pretty. So the Sub-Zero fight scene brings me to
2: another point. These fight scenes in this movie were amazing. I mean, that's why you that, came to that's see the, the movie.
1: That is the appeal. If you like anything in the movie, it's the fight scenes. They were well choreographed. They look great. They became a little bit predictable, but that's like any fight scene, really. Um, it became very like you knew, like, oh... This guy is losing the fight. Someone's going to jump in here. <laughs> right. But,
2: it was the, like good amount of gore, though. I will say, I think that kind of overhyped the amount of violence okay, we're getting. A,
1: okay. But that was weird, though, because there was like there was a like a pretty chill level of gore. Mm hmm. And then there was that one scene with the Frisbee. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. Just that was, like, like, out of nowhere. That was out of pocket. And it like, was they like, they hadn't
1: even, like, suggested
2: they were going to go that far yet in the movie. And I was just like, I didn't oh. even get
1: Like, you saw a couple moments of, like, blood and, like... But it wasn't that, like, you know, like, 19 now. I'm like, okay, I can handle this mentally. And then I see someone split in half, like, and I was like, oh, I don't... Kind of, like, I don't want... Did I need to see that? Right. My... Like e- again, choose one. Choose yeah. Yeah. either all gore or because it happened in the middle of the movie and it caught me off guard, and it just ended up being gross.
2: Yeah, and that's one of those things where you get to a sequel and they
1: probably fix it, right? Yeah, I would imagine. That's the thing. That there's there are so many things in this movie that are very easily fixable. Mm-hmm. The only thing that isn't fixable to me is your best character. One was bad. It, I mean, he was bad the whole movie, but he. Technically it was good for a while mm-hmm. and you kind of expected him to turn at some point and then he died. So the guy who carried all over scenes no longer is there unless he comes back in some sort of reincarnation, which would, I wouldn't put it past this, you know, fantasy world, but, right. but like if he's not coming back for another movie, I don't want to hear Cole try to ha- make these jokes. <laughs>
2: yeah. See, that's my thing about Cole is I think the actor is pretty decent. I think he's just needing a better writer. I think if they just write him in a little bit better, maybe make his maybe. story like maybe give him a daughter. He that's not I don't almost his age. Yeah, and then I'll was believe weird. him,
1: dude. He was, he, okay. I don't know how old that actor is. We could easily look it up, but I don't want to, he was, he's at least like what? 22, 23. Yeah. Like at most 27. And that kid was like 14, 15 years old mm-hmm. girl. He was pretty young when he had that kid. What the hell? He had that kid when he was like nine? Yeah. That that was weird. Because, yeah, because the whole movie, we thought that she was some like, I thought she was like some orphan kid or like -hmm. like his sister. And she was like, dad, nice armor. And I was like, I looked, I was like, wait, what? That's his dad, her dad. Also,
2: I heard this the other day. The person they should have cast is Sonya Blade, the blonde woman. Ronda Rousey, I can't. Get it it out make of my, sense. I, I can't get it
1: out of my head. Now. I did not know that she had been in movies until you guys told me that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that makes sense. Even though, I mean, I I thought the Sony actor was still pretty good, though.
2: No, she's pretty good. I just. I don't think she had a background in martial arts. And if you brought someone in like Ronda Rousey, who already has like a big personality that you can kind of like show off in a trailer or something.
1: Yeah, and you could have been like, Ronda's in this movie. Yeah, it would have been a good trailer as well.
2: Uh, But moving on, I want to talk about the CGI for a second because the director came out and made a comment before the movie came out that he did not want to go, he did not overdo the CGI, he said. He said he tried to keep it very minimal, uh, tried to use practical effects for the most part. And when I heard that, I was kind of like, uh, you know how that goes nowadays. But I think the amount of CGI they used in this movie was perfect. They only used it when they had to. They kept the fighting very authentic. We were talking about the uh, Sub-Zero gun grab moment where he froze the bullet as soon as it fired. Coming towards and yeah, like that wasn't CGI. I mean, obviously you had the effects added in, but just like the moment was awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, it it was I'm going to give the CJ when we actually rate it. I'm going to give the CJ a pretty high rating because of how much it was used mm-hmm. so I feel like it has like if you use the whole movie unless you're Godzilla which uh, yeah you use a lot of CGI but a lot of movies like there's they put CGI in nowadays where it's not even necessary yeah this movie did a really good job of balancing that because really it was like sub-zero and then like obviously like the superpower effects mm-hmm. but other than that the whole movie basically wasn't CGI
2: well it's like whenever you remember when Jack got his arms frozen and you could slowly see it creeping yeah. down and then it got broken off and it looked was
1: just great like, oh okay
2: that looked good I believe that it looked like it happened. Yeah, it looked good. Um, and then when you start talking about the mythology that this movie kind of built good. up... I
1: don't want to sound demonic.
2: I didn't, yeah. I didn't like it. It looked awesome when he got his arms like, ripped off. Yeah, um, I think the mythology in this movie... When I watched it the first time, I wasn't too clear on it, but when I watched it the second time, it started to make a
1: lot more sense. No, it, it was very logical. It all kind of followed. The only problem I had was like... It's like Jack's... Um, the, Jack the arm transformation so like he killed somebody and got the mark mm-hmm. and he didn't get his powers till like really later because she said that he got he killed someone like five years ago mm-hmm. was, I don't know how which long. side
2: note i kind of like the fact that the mark will move around to whoever
1: no, no that that's cool because i think
2: cool. that's a cool storytelling method down the road for because, like how do we get new characters into yeah, this and franchise? it's also like
1: if you kill the person who has the marking you mm-hmm. are worthy and I, and I think that's cool like because he said uh Kanos at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. when she had his, the knife to his throat and she didn't. He was like, ah, you don't have it in you. See, and that, that was a really good that subplot. Was, that, that was a cool was subplot cool. because then she ended up killing him mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, that is, I, I kind of like that, but right as she killed him, she got her powers.
2: And then she knew exactly how to use and, them. And she's I was like, pro at like it. there
1: was again another 30 minutes, because I would at least like to see a scene where she's like sitting there like, how do I and accidentally shoot something? Like, yeah. Like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man when he's sitting in his room and he's messing with the webs, with the webs, and he's Are you like, talking about our dancing boy. I am. Can you insert like a clip of him dancing right here? Sure, that's Thank fine. You. Um, and when Tobey Maguire's sitting in his room messing with his web shooters, mm-hmm. he's like hidden lamps, and he's like, "Oh God!" Like I want to, I want to see. Yeah. If you just gain purple freaking guns out of your hands, I figure you would have a little bit of adjustment see, period. Okay. I don't even
2: need to spend like 20 minutes of watching her do that. I just, just need to see her like, just oh, like I have these now, not just like popping in fighting with them. I was like, okay, cool. She, she
1: didn't even like look at them. one Cause you know, we didn't get to see that. Mm-hmm. Like a uh, uh, literally, uh, not even an extra five minutes, like an extra 30 seconds to five seconds right. of her being like, Oh shit. All right. So if we start talking about grades for this
2: movie, um, we're going to start out with plot out of 10. I'm going to say six. I think six is a pretty fair number. It was pretty believable plot for what they were kind of going for.
1: Yeah. It was six. for
2: Sure. Um, and then CGI
1: eight and a half, eight, eight and a half is great. Um, it, it was great because it wasn't that used that much. And mm-hmm. I think I should be in a council. I feel like eight and a half is good for the CGI. When it was used, it looked phenomenal. Exactly. When it, it was, was the perfect, it amount. was great. And when it wasn't, it Thank you. Like mm-hmm. I don't need CG on my face all day. Fighting, this is so close to a ten. Because I mean, yeah, it's about as close as you can get. The only thing is, like, it was kind of predictable to certain points. Yeah. Um, and also, some of the fighting, the problems I had, some of the fighting, kind of, kind of was the plot. Because mm-hmm. like, I didn't like how Cole was kind of ass. But that's more plot than actual fighting. Yeah, that was more him. Just yeah, like, yeah, that's growing that's into more of the thing. story than the actual like the actual fighting. That's what you're there to see choreography was great we have already talked about that so So
2: fighting nine and a half nine and a half i mean i think that acting in this movie was they were pinned a little bit because of the writing was super corny like i said and then it kind of kept switching back and forth i think they did a good job with what they were given it's also kind of falls in the same category as how we graded godzilla for me of the writing was just so bad that it's hard to come back from
1: it at times yeah uh I will say we do. We don't have a writing one, so I might incorporate that a little bit in there. Yeah. Um, I would give it like a five. It's you know, it's not. Yeah, it's not great. I'm gonna be honest. It's it's not nothing to be hyped about. Right. But it's not god awful. It's not. It's not gonna ruin the movie for you. I mean, not for me. It didn't ruin the movie. Um, the acting itself. So, I would say.
2: So when we talk about the entertainment value, I would give this an eight out of ten personally. I think it was very entertaining to watch. Obviously, I watched it a
1: second time, so it wasn't too terrible. I think I think eight's good. Like it's, I would I would be fine if someone said seven point five, because you know there were things that irritated me in the movie. They said the word "Mortal Kombat" a million times. Um, I, I get it. It's, it's and
2: the pacing got really slow in the middle, which was a little frustrating. I will say it that. was so.
1: It was so like fast, though, so fast. Like it was just yeah. so. Again, they, they you could tell. Another 30 minutes and maybe a second movie will change a lot of people's opinions because not a lot of people like this movie. You know but. what?
2: I'm taking it down to a seven. Forget the eight. All right. So we gave fair. the plot a six out of 10 CGI, eight and a half out of 10 fighting nine and a half acting was five entertainment was seven for a grand total of a 72 out of a hundred still a little higher than Godzilla. Still a little higher.
1: Yes, a little bit. I mean, it's a more well, well-rounded movie, for sure.
2: Yeah, oh my I think you can say that. Um, that was Mortal Kombat reviewed from Miller Theaters as part of our movie reviews per Miller Theaters. Thank you for sponsoring this.
0: Thank you. All right, so now we're going to move on to the main course, the mock draft. So, off-camera, we decided how, how it's going to go. Caden has the first overall pick. I have numero dos...
2: With the first overall pick in the There's 2021 that. draft, the Jackson Jaguars. Jackson. The, ja- ja- the Jackson, Jackson Jaguars. Jaguars. It's late. Okay, we've done this twice now. I'm tired. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Jamarch. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Trevor Lawrence. This one's easy. It's been a wrap for
1: like three years. Let's just get to the second pick. I, oh, I'm the second pick. I forgot. Um, all right. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I necessarily agree with it, Um but I, I think it's kind of a lock at this point and it, it would be kind of annoying to do any other pick. Um, Zach Wilson from BYU, easily the number second pick. Um, the Jets have I've kind of locked in him as their guy. I don't necessarily agree with it. Cause it's like, Hey, this guy is basically Sam Darnold. They're like, Oh look, he made, he did a throw on, you know, on his opposite shoulder rolling back from the pocket. And it's like, yeah, Sam Darnold did that in actual game. and, Zach Wilson doing that on the pro day and we're no, I, out. I think Zach Wilson definitely got a little bit overhyped, but and also, that being said, I do think he's gonna be a really I, good th- NFL I think, quarterback. I think he could be really good. But the thing is, it's like NFL, it matters where you go, and it feels like the Jets are just gonna be in five years and they're gonna be like, oh, Zach Wilson. I disagree. Work out. I
0: think the Jets the Jets had a lot of culture change. You know, getting Robert Sala over Adam Gase already. That's, that's huge a movement. huge, huge dub. Um the receiving core is actually pretty nice.
1: Niche. Pretty niche. It also is pretty niche.
0: No. Because niche would be like would that be like, saying like the receiving core is small?
1: Niche is whatever you want niche to mean. Yeah.
0: yeah I well, I prefer Quiche, like the breakfast dish. Anyway, I actually like the receiving core. So I think Zach Wilson's gonna thrive here, especially under Sala So, Zach Wilson's off the board. Now I have the 49ers Now there's mm. a pick that they should do and the pick uh. that I think they're gonna do. And in our last mock draft that we did before it got ruined, thanks technology, we actually uh, picked Justin. Or no, Trey. Lan- we mm-hmm. uh, we did pick Justin Fields here.
1: I picked Justin Fields.
0: I'm gonna pick Trey Lance. No. I'm going to do it because...
2: smoking mirrors. But no. is it? I th-
0: I hope it's smoking mirrors. I have mirrors. never
2: heard so many things come out of a singular scouting department about how many <laughs> quarterbacks they're looking at in the span of two
0: weeks. No, that's that's 100%. That's fair. I am doing this because of what I expect to happen, not what I think should happen. Justin Fields, to me, is the clear number two, but maybe the scouts know something I don't, and I'm going to go Trey Lance here because that's what... Yeah, I have learned that when there's smoke, there's fire. And yes, it could be a diversion. But do we really think an NFL team's that smart?
2: I think an NFL team moved up to the third overall pick for something better than Trey Lance.
0: I think they just
1: saw Trey Lance play, and they were like, wow, this dude's really cool. We can pick him. And that's what they're doing. I I also... The one thing that trips me up, though, uh, among other things, but the main thing is... There there are two guys are Trey Lance and Mac Jones. Those couldn't be two opposite draft prospects for quarterbacks. Some guy who's played with NFL talent, played against great talent. You know, he's really just going to fit in your system, ready to go, you know, draft him and he's ready to go. And then Trey Lance, it's like, well, we've never seen him play, but he's really talented. And they're two opposite players. So having those guys as your narrowed down options, it feels like you don't know where your direction's at whatsoever.
2: And when you trade it up for the third overall pick, that doesn't make sense, does it? People,
0: people have overthought it. I think that's what it comes down to. People just sat there for too long, and Justin Fields was an option for too long, and they're like, "Oh, that's old news now. Right. We're, we're bored
2: of that." Well, you you threw a wrench in my plans for the Falcons. Cause
0: no, 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 I didn't. <sighs> you, your pick for the Falcons is still there. Go, I know. Go, go but get
2: I should take Justin Fields. Oh yes, but
0: not
1: yeah, no bro.
2: But they want Matt Ryan part two. So they're taking Mac Jones in my mock draft. Wow. Um, Mackie boy. I'm going to be honest. A lot of people think that there's no reason that the Falcons would draft Mac Jones. And I call you stupid because why would, number one, the 49ers leapfrog you? You can't call them stupid. No, I'm just... Okay, not the listeners. The listeners know people that know people that know people. Okay, those guys are Those guys are idiots. Dumbass. So... There is a reason that the Falcons did not give up their fourth overall pick. The Dolphins had the third overall pick, which the Niners got. The Niners obviously think that the Falcons are taking a quarterback here or they would not have traded up this high. I think that also you see the Falcons taking calls for Julio Jones. Now, that does not sound like a team that wants to win now and take a, I don't know, Kyle Pitts to me. I mean, they did just trade their starting tight end, which you could make the argument that, they're making room for Kyle Pitts. But at the same time, if you're taking calls for your number one wide receiver and there's rumors about your quarterback not being too far behind, then why would you take the best tight end prospect in however many years? So I have them taking Mac Jones. I think it's pretty obvious. But if I think if Trey Lance is available, they might go Trey Lance. But I would still think they would take Mac Jones.
0: I think Justin Fields and Trey Lance are better quarterbacks. But I, I do like your reasoning. You Mac make, Jones you is very similar. You really do. It's a good argument. Yeah, I mean, it's Matt Ryan 2.0, just a younger Matt Ryan. He's and just super
2: efficient. He's super intelligent. He just gets the ball to where it needs to go. It's just
0: it's Matt Ryan. I mean, I think people are just overthinking Justin Fields, and honestly, I see I've seen a lot of mock drafts that look like this, and we'll see how it continues. So,
1: Talon, you have the Bengals pick. So. The Bengals, they have some options. Uh, you know, you hear some Jamar Chase because you want to match him up with his old quarterback, and you're Kyle Pitts because, you know, I mean, having Joe Burrow and then Kyle Pitts would be a dynamic offense and kind of starting to be somewhat Chiefs-esque if you get somebody else. Um, and an O-line. But it's, well,
2: actually, it'd be more Chiefs-esque if you didn't have an O-line. Yeah, so
1: again, but it's just an obvious pick. You have your star quarterback, or at least hopefully star quarterback, you know, Right as he goes down with that half-year-long injury, you're like, oh, okay, offensive line, that's what we need. They already kind of needed that, but then right as he gets injured, it's like, okay, you protect your guy who is hopefully going to be worth as much money as Mahomes is now. So Panay easy. we were talking about this guy two years ago as a sophomore. Um, this guy's a beast. Easy pick for the, for the Bengals. I completely agree. This is the only right option for them. I'm sorry,
0: but you used... Draft capital last year to get T Higgins. You already have a guy in Tyler Boyd. Um, their receiving core is fine.
1: Their receiving core is fine. If it's going to be anybody, it's going to be it's Kyle either Pitts. Pitts
0: or Penne. And protect your quarterback. Come on,
1: dude. They're he literally just got don't. a year long injury.
2: Yeah, use your fifth overall pick to get the best O lineman in the class to protect your first first overall pick from last year.
1: And Joe Burrow was running out on a lot last year, and he's not like. He's not a scrambling quarterback. Even though he can, he can definitely do it more than people think.
2: Most quarterbacks these he, days can scramble, but they he doesn't need to all yeah, the time. he
0: shouldn't be. <laughs> so, now we have the Dolphins on the clock with pick number six. Honestly, Justin Fields falling this far can really create some trade noise. You know, because you have a couple teams that could take quarterback coming up. The Lions, not the Panthers, but the Broncos could. So, I think a trade, if the Dolphins feel comfortable with that... Is very very likely. That. that being said, at number six, he's got to get taken sometime. The absolute freak named Kyle Pitts. So Kyle uh, Pitts fell in both of our drafts. Yes, so he, he did one before, six. and he was also at six.
2: I don't think he fell. I think he. I think that's where. I think Kyle
1: be. Kyle Pitts is either four or six to me. Yeah, I completely agree. It. If it's not Falcons, it's it's, uh, it's, it's Dolphins. Dolphins. You, well, I mean, I could see the Bengals picking him. I wouldn't you, be that surprised.
2: You guys need to remember teams draft based on need they don't if this was based on talent it would go trevor lawrence and then kyle pitts easily but guess what there's no one in new york like to throw talent, the ball kyle it, pitts. it
1: could be kyle pitts first if it was just talent uh, oh, i don't know about that but you see what i'm saying just i see what up. you're saying but yeah
2: um so with the seventh overall pick nate was saying he thinks there's somebody who would trade up at this point this is the pick i think would go to somebody right here
0: well, I only said that because the Lions have been rumored to maybe take a quarterback, yeah. especially with Justin Fields on the board. Still, they yeah. might be a lot more inclined. That's interesting. I just,
1: yeah, I don't, I don't know. See, again, on my on my document here, I have like you know t- players that I think will follow them, and I kind of choose basically on who's left uh, for the Lions. I said everybody.
2: All right, so number seven, it's the Lions and. I think they need a receiver here and this might be a little bit of a hot take, but I'm going to have them taking Devonte Smith because I think they need somebody to replace Kenny Galladay. Um, you know, just big bodied target, give Jared Goff an instant wide receiver, one caliber player. You can make the argument that Jamar chase is the same thing, but I don't know. Devonte Smith just seems like such a freak of nature for his size. And imagine if he bulks up, like he can still put weight on everyone's freaking out about that, but it's <laughs> like, guys, these players have these really cool things called, trainers in the nfl to get them like ready for games and stuff have
1: y'all seen Giannis? i feel like
2: yeah so i'm not saying he's gonna come out looking like dk metcalf but like if he comes out looking like half of what dk metcalf is then he's like calvin johnsoning dudes constantly
1: yeah that's definitely interesting he's gonna be mega a lot lot of mock drafts have him going as a third wide receiver
2: i just don't agree with that the dude won the heisman he had two thousand yards as a receiver turn on the tape Y'all just overthinking this stuff. He was he was wide receiver one to end the season. It's the same thing with Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. People just Wilson. overthink it.
0: People overthink it.
2: So I don't think Detroit messes this one up. I have them taking
1: Devontae Smith. All right. T-Dizzle? You have left me with the interesting choice here because the Panthers have traded for Sam Darnold. They do not need Justin Fields. They do not need Justin Fields.
2: But apparently, but according to PFF, their need is a quarterback.
1: Yeah, which is dumb. And Justin Fields is still on the board. Do I think they pass up on Justin Fields?
2: Jamar Chase is right. there. Jamar Chase is
1: also still here. Um, I think this is a tough one. the The Sam Darnold thing bugs me because it's all depending on whether they actually really want to run it with Sam Darnold, which I don't think you would make that trade if you don't. They, they right? will not take quarterback. You don't I agree? Um, so as much as I think you know, just draft the. Just keep drafting quarterback until you get it right, like kind of that. This could also be another
0: trade candidate right
1: here. It also could could trade down. You could trade down, and someone can snag Justin Fields over the Broncos. Yeah, you mean you could?
2: Oh yeah, because the Broncos have to take Justin Fields if he's still there, right? Yeah. (laughs) So,
1: so I say, uh, I say reluctantly, Jamar Chase, and number eight. Oh,
2: wow! I agree. That's who I would take.
1: I
0: just think I, I, me personally, I would have taken Slater out of Northwestern. I I just think you know you get a quarterback and don't get me wrong, Jamar Chase is a great player. I any other time I'd love this pick, but they already have guys. Um, Curtis Samuel left, but they still have Robbie Anderson, and then they still have DJ Moore. So you're drafting a guy. Yeah, to be, but he also I mean you know you want to see what you have with Sam Darnold. I think a tackle is a better way to see that in my in my opinion. So, but with the ninth pick for the Broncos. Listen, I, I think Drew Locke deserves a better chance. Do I think he's going to get one? No. Broncos take Justin Fields. Yeah, they got a new GM.
2: Pick. It's like that's usually, they, they usually the clear dead house. sentence. Yeah. All right, so the Cowboys. This one is the easiest pick in the draft outside of the top two, in my opinion. The Cowboys are taking Patrick Sertain out of Alabama to shore up their god-awful pass defense. Give me Patrick.
0: No, I love that pick. I think it's a
1: slam dunk as well. Okay, so now you put me in another interesting spot because a lot of people have Giants picking Devontae Smith, but he's not on our board. It would be Jalen Waddle. I I think it's interesting. I think if I'm the Giants...
2: I think there's another interesting pick here.
1: I think there's a really good pick here. I think if he's still on the board, there's no reason. I mean, I guess there is reason, but I don't love any pick that I'm going to do here, but I'm going to pick Rashawn Slater. Okay. Um. It, it, you know, I think i are about to say something out of pocket like Jalen Waddle.
0: <laughs> I was going to say no. Micah Parsons, but
1: I don't hate Rashawn. They have Blake Martinez, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wouldn't would be a bad pick. pick. No, I, no, I agree. Um, but yeah, those kind of seem to be the two guys. Um, oh, this next A next one's lot easy. of people have the Giants picking a wide receiver. This next one's easy. I don't get why, though. They have
2: Sterling Shepard. They just got Kenny They Galladay. just signed Kenny Galladay Safe to the back. Of receiver. Kind
1: of like you know, they're fine, they're fine. Yeah,
0: they don't need a receiver. I think I'd be a terrible pick for them. I actually, I love the Slater pick. I like I said, I think Slater should have gone to the Panthers, so I think him at 11 is a great deal. Another, yeah, like Caden said a second ago, the Eagles picks very easy. Jalen
1: Waddle. she'll just give me, They, they need me they Jalen need receivers. Hertz. Let me see who Jalen Hurts is. Yeah,
2: okay, so this Chargers one is interesting because there's actually a report that came out. I don't know if it was while we were filming, but it was not too long ago that apparently the Chargers posted on their official Twitter that they had traded for the 11th pick.
0: Yeah, with the Giants, which honestly, seeing who we have left... That this is a deal that shouldn't be done before the draft. This is a deal to see, like, honestly, I like this could have actually happened. Maybe, like, it was a deal that was set to happen during mm -hmm. the draft, and then the social media person just heard about it and was like, Okay, cool, I'll post that. I don't know because this to me, why would you trade up two spots if you don't know who's gonna be available?
1: Because if Rashawn's there,
0: yeah, if Rashawn Slater's there, or like a guy like I'm not necessarily that they need a receiver, but maybe they're in love with Jalen Waddle, or maybe they're in love with someone else. I don't know, but I don't know who you take to. Like who? Who are the Eagles taking that you're afraid of? Yes. It has to be receiver.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, who right? The Giant, the Giants could be taking a
0: tackle as well, so that might be. What yeah, maybe, to get maybe, ahead maybe of. they just like a t- tackle more than the Giants. Maybe they like Rashawn. I I don't know, but that, that to me that's a draft day deal. Yeah, that isn't. I agree you know, a couple of days before the draft that deal is, on
1: the clock deal. Yeah. So
2: Christian Darisaw out of Virginia tech is still available here, but I'm going to go JC Horn. This guy is right behind Patrick Sertain. Um The chargers past defense last year was like their biggest weakness on defense. And they had a pretty good defense. So if you get a guy who's going to be like a cornerback one, I think that's a good pickup.
0: I agree. I think it's a great pick. I think JC Horn's a really Man, solid pick here. Talent. you have
2: fun with the Vikings. Dude, the Vikings the are the worst, worst team to draft for.
0: Okay. Um, wow. I don't. So they so the PFF analysis says the most likely position they're, that they're going to take is tackle, and the highest pick player is Christian Darius. here. So just I'm I'm just I mean yeah I here. I mean
1: that's a very clear clear choice might pull up because because it's that or edge right i mean that's the two that we've been talking yeah and i just about. think edge is a little bit of a reach here yeah exactly I would so almost say tackle is a guarantee
2: for them and like, somebody to help kirk out christian is I Z- think there is a better edge
0: maybe
1: elijah vera tucker is also so pretty good it's just a little bit the, down the board it's,
0: this could be like a trade back kind of deal
1: exactly i can so, see that like, I, it kind of just seems like there's two tackles still that are pretty good on the board. So even I think you
0: really went into a lot of your tackles in like the twenty range, and this is way too early for that. In my yeah, opinion. so unless but you're in love with one and you exactly, think one's the next top thing, a lot I of mean, these. I think t- Christian.
1: I, I mean, yeah, nothing Christians like that. He can, he can. Believe. The thing with these teams, I could see them doing something else. Like I can, I don't know. Yeah, but you have to remember the Vikings don't pick till the
2: next round, so this might be their last chance to get a top tier tackle, and that's what they desperately need.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna just out of eh, I'm gonna pick Christian Dariusaw because why not? Christian Dariusaw did have the second highest PFF rating
0: out of the tackle <sighs> in the draft, job. so I don't I don't think that's a bad pick at all. I think Christian Dariusaw is a very solid pick here. Uh, now I have the New England Patriots, who I think would have loved to uh, take uh Mac Jones here. I think they loved Mac Jones, even though Bill Belichick looked disgusted by him. So now I'm left with the interesting thing. I could take Micah Parsons who's one the best available. And two, I can see them taking a linebacker. Christian Barmer is
1: also interesting here. There's also some smoke about them trading up into the top ten.
0: Yeah. Um to me personally, I don't know, man. I think they go kind of off the board here. Not really off the board. I think I'm gonna to take Rashad Bateman. I was gonna say, like, I was kind of look at that. I was like, "Rashad's still there." Um, I really think they want to take a receiver, and if Jalen oh, Waddle is I available, said. I think that'd be awesome. God damn it! But I, I, I don't think they want to take Micah. I, I just don't think that's a real position they need. And but Bateman is,
2: yeah. So this next one, the Cardinals at sixteen. Um, he's still available. I think this is a slam dunk. I can't believe he's still available. Um, Christian Barmore, their D line last year was. Pretty atrocious. So to get a interior pass rusher who's actually you know can pass rush, it's going to do wonders for their D line.
0: I think Christian's a great pick here. <clears throat> I think that's exactly what I would have gone with as well. Keep building up that defense and let Kyler and D Hop figure not, out the. Oh they got challenge Jones,
1: JJ Watt have them mentor him. Christian. Yeah, those
0: are pretty good mentors. Ooh,
1: that's a, that's a, ooh, that's pretty good. So, um, that I definitely really like that pick. Guys, there's
0: somebody still sitting on the board here.
1: And then the Raiders.
0: Um yeah, there's a quite there's a little bit of a gap, but I don't think this team takes them.
1: The, yeah, that's the thing. Is you know, Micah, he he's there, but do the Raiders pick him? I don't know. I don't I don't know who they pick here. That's my thing. Is like they need cornerback and I can see
0: them going Trayvon. Safety is a little bit, yeah. I think safety is an interesting one. I also
1: accidentally picked Trayvon, so he's on my board, so that's also messing me up.
0: Oh, well, um, that does kind of hurt. Whoever
1: picks Trayvon, I'm just going to have to pick Rashawn, Rashad there for him. So, I mean, you could see Greg Newsome because, you know, he's a corner. They need a corner. Um, you could see Trayvon. They need a safety. I, I, I don't really know where to go here. I, I'm sure. going to say Elijah Vera Tucker tackle out of USC. Wow, that was wow
0: like, that's not a that curveball. <laughs>
1: I mean, I definitely, like, I'm not, like, that's
0: not out of left field, but that's definitely um, an interesting one. I personally would have gone with Mike or not Micah, uh, Trevon. I think safety is a position of need. I think their secondary is still not what they want it to be. And also look at the quarterbacks in their division. Look at the passing games in their division. Especially if we had the you know, we had the Broncos taking Justin Fields here. I don't know, man. You might want to stock up. But you know what? In your defense, they really did lose a lot of their O line. Yep. So O line yeah. is a huge problem that they need to address. This couldn't be another if things don't play out how they want, they could trade down as well.
1: Yeah, they I I mean, yeah, that they're them, the Vikings, maybe the chart. Obviously, the treasures Um, there's there's about three or four teams that I see good. The m- teams are really m-
0: interesting because there's a lot of good guys, but they're pretty niche needs. Uh, so I have the Dolphins next, and I uh, I th- I still think they want to take a receiver eventually in this draft. Now, I think if Rashad Bama was here, that'd be an interesting discussion. Uh, but he's not, and that's reality. So Elijah could
2: be interesting for them.
0: <laughs> Elijah is interesting. I think this is a little bit earlier than I feel good about Elijah going. Uh, Elijah is a guy who I've seen, you know, kind of bounce up and down on draft or mock drafts. So this is another one that I'd really would hope they trade out of, but there's a, there is a need that they have that now this is a little bit of a reach, but I'm going to take, quitty pay here from michigan edge interesting i think they do need an edge i think their defense is awesome they're making you know we had them taking kyle pitts so obviously the offense just got a lot better let's help out the other side of the ball a little bit
2: i'll just make this real quick Micah parsons to the football team that's a slam dunk he's ranked ninth and the football team is picking 19th so that's
0: yeah you know linebacker um, prospect that drops ten spots rank wise. There's no way he falls And they that far. they need a linebacker, so we're, it really works out. Yeah. Now, but they're also a team that can make a lot of noise with maybe getting a quarterback. So we'll see. You don't think they're rocking with the Fitz magic? I think they could, but I think Fitz magic is a mentor. Yeah. They they could be like a they could be a team that like get like Kellen Mond later in the draft. I would actually love that. Or Maybe like a risky fire on Ian Book from Notre Dame. I would like that as well.
1: So uh, Talon, who you got the bears taking at 20. Um, so our last draft, we had Rashad Bateman going to the bears. He kind of fell down. And so I still think the need for receivers there. And I think there's a guy there that they still would be pretty happy with. I think Elijah Moore is there. The Allen Robinson situation. is kind of screaming that, that, that relationship isn't going to last very long. Um, and so there's not a lot of guys that scream to me that like, oh wow, I need to grab them. I'm gonna pick Elijah Moore, wide receiver, out of Mississippi for the Bears.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, his draft stocks kind of tanked a little bit. You know, looking at so yeah. it shows your average draft position throughout like to like from December, and you know, actually JK, it's going higher. My apologies. I really. that? So it's actually going up. Never mind. Disregard everything I just said. I think Elijah Moore is a pretty solid pick here. I think his play style is different enough from Allen Robinson that even if Allen Robinson is a long term thing that they could both work out. Being said, I don't think Alan Robinson's staying there. Oh, I have the Colts. You do. Oh, let's go.
2: What receiver are you picking?
0: None, because we don't need a receiver. Oh, people hate on our receiving core, but guys, T.Y. Hilden with an actual quarterback who can throw the ball further than 30 yards without like almost tearing his <gasps> arm
2: off. Didn't you hate on your receiving core?
0: I hate on us because we're injured, yeah, not because we're bad. That's fair. Paris Campbell is going to be a stud. I am taking that to the grave because he's the fastest player on our team. And he's played, like, three games. He's had unfortunate injuries. God, that Harrison Smith hit was really, really? not Michael cool. Pittman
1: is really the big guy
0: Michael Pittman Jr. Have. has wide receiver one potential. Like I said, I think T.Y. is really going to have a bounce back here. He really turned it on the second half of the season. I think him and Carson Wentz are going to be clicking.
1: Uh, and then
0: we have Zachary guys. Pascal. And if he's our fourth, then I don't think we need to draft one. So maybe next year we'll see with T.Y. and maybe Zach leaving. But I think we're okay for now. Uh, I would have loved to take Edge. I like if I didn't have to say Quiddy Pay for the Dolphins, I think Quiddy Pay is a really good pick here. Yeah. Uh I really do think we're gonna go edge, so I'm gonna take Jason away. Not Jalen. Jalen. No. Edge. Interesting. But, uh, see, I also um, I kinda wanna go corner. But you know what? I'm gonna go edge. I think I think edge is a big need for us. Jason I'm gonna go Jason away. Oh, wait. All right. I'm on
2: the clock with the Titans. Um, Give me Greg Newsome. They need a corner. God
1: damn it. I'm
2: sorry. Tom. am going to pick
1: him with the Jets. That's a good pick. Actually, that give is... me
2: Caleb Farley. I like Caleb
1: Farley more. Okay. All right. Caleb Farley. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. He's I was, off the board. Was Screw you guys. Pick. It was... We literally just swap picks. Like, okay, so you're picking Caleb. Um, I am the New York Jets, and you're taking greatness. Great so awesome. that was that was quick, pretty I that. pretty that quick that two pretty picks efficient. there.
0: couple of corners off the board. I'm the Steelers, and this is a wow. This is an interesting one. Yeah, it We're is a little to bit tough, here. isn't it? So yeah, the Steelers is not a fun one to draft.
1: every pick. You know, we swap picks, so i I like how we get a. I got the Colts. God, I, I it's worth that to me. They're so
0: bad. They don't even have a running back as their needs, and they don't even have a starting running back. Mm. So Najee Harris is an interesting one here. That being said, I don't necessarily love Najee Harris as a first round. I it'll be a reach. Listen, running backs aren't as valuable in today's game, and that's just fact. So why would you waste your fifth um year extension on a running back? I just don't think that makes sense. You know, do like are you gonna have a running back in the in his prime for five years? I don't know. I think depot so, just fell. I, I think that is not the pick right. here. I think right. I'd, I'd love it in the second round. I think Najee Harris would be awesome, but trade up in like the early second round. It's doable. I know you guys can do it. So that leaves me with some right, like Travon still on the board, but they don't need safety. Jeremiah's here who I think is another solid player. They don't need linebacker. Tackle. This, this is a little bit early for tackle. still like Walker Littles there. Tevin Jenkins, Dylan Raddins. Uh, Samuel Cosme on the board. I think I'm gonna go uh, Tevin Jenkins here. We're I don't good. feel great about it, but he's a tackle and they really need a tackle.
2: Good pick. I like Tevin more than Walker. So I think that. I do too. Is it my pick? Yes, yes oh, it is. Okay. Um, oh, damn. Of course, as I say that, I have to pick Walker now.
0: Oh, they have, no. I I mean they need a safety and no.
2: Nah, I think you got to protect Trevor. I think you gotta, I think you got to get Trevor's.
0: Literally, last mock draft, you picked a line, You picked Jeremiah. When I was like, yeah, they should take a tackle.
2: I don't remember, you, possibly. You, you whore. I'm taking a tackle, though. Give me Walker Little out of Stanford.
0: You're, you're such a whore.
2: Now, this one should be a slam dunk. Yeah, this is don't slam think about this too
1: hard, please. It's a pretty easy one. Brown's Jeremiah.
0: Okay, I'll, <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for him to say something really out of pocket.
1: Uh, Jeremiah, that going to put that Okay the now screen. this is a little bit
0: interesting because now the Ravens are on the clock I think their biggest need is wide right receiver but they also need a tackle and an edge and tackles and edges are available in this realm and they also have pick 31 so this is quite the interesting
2: guys is Trayvon gonna like go
0: undrafted in the first round for us or like what's going on with him
1: actually yeah. I drafted him technically
0: Uh, well the next team that needs a safety is the Bucks so maybe they could just absolutely get a steal out of this so wow. that'd okay. be interesting uh, Jalen Phillips is on the board here, but I, I I'm going to go with Terrence Marshall. They need they need a receiver bad.
2: It's a little bit of a reach, but yeah, I agree. I the teams below key. them
1: could be picking
0: now. Him there's anymore. there's receivers that I like more. Like I think Ronnie Moore is going to be a better receiver. That being said, he's too close to Hollywood Brown, where it's not it's it's the same thing. You're just having a second Hollywood Brown. That's not their Issue they need a big guy who can can be a red zone target. I think that's what they really need, and I think Terrence Marshall really offers that. He's 6'3, he caught 10 touchdowns last year and 13 the year before. This guy's gonna be a red zone machine. Give me Terrence Marshall Jr.
2: All right, I got the Saints. The Saints are if they went like some random fourth round quarterback here, I wouldn't be they don't have
0: Malcolm Jenkins anymore, so safety could be a possibility,
2: yeah. Um. Who's left it? Okay, see, they do need a corner opposite of Marshawn. So I might go Asante Samuel here. That's a good pick
0: as well. I'm going to go Asante. I'm sorry, Talon. I think Asante's a good Every one. pick All that I'm
1: backs. about to... Like, dude, I was like... oh,
0: Ooh, now the Packers are left with an interesting <clears throat> board. I think Terrence Marshall and Asante would be amazing picks for them. Maybe they trade up because I don't like
1: the rest of the board for the Packers. Like, See, I'm like, okay, they need a receiver. And then you come here, and it's like...
2: Oh, see now there's a, there's a couple Rondo, they're, they're reaching a little bit, but there's a couple interesting options.
1: Reaching. And then okay, let me see the linebacker situation. Let me get off of this thing. It's you know you got a Nick Nick Bolton there as a linebacker. He's out of Mizzou. You got to take him. He is out of Mizzou. That is interesting. Um, I think Nick Bolton's <laughs> more likely than Rondale Moore here. Yeah, I I agree. I think Nick Bolton out of Missouri is probably the most. The way our draft has fallen i think they actually trade up a couple picks but realistically without without doing any trades nick bolton to green bay
0: also trevon morig who's still being here i think obviously one we didn't really plan on him sliding this far just kind of how it shaped out i think the Jags could have taken him, but honestly at this point i think someone trades up mm-hmm. i think a guy who's ranked 16th his average draft position is 23 and we're not pick 30 someone who needs a safety Maybe a team earlier in the draft like the Raiders or even the Vikings come back into play. Or the Cowboys. I think that'd be cool, too. Cowboys, yeah. I I think Trayvon will be gone at this point, but just how it kind of played out. I
2: could almost see the Cowboys trading up to 32 for Mm -hmm. him. I think that'd be an interesting spot. I agree. He won't fall this far, but in this mock draft.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, I have the Bills. Now, this is an interesting one because they need edge and corner. I got two good edge guys staring at me. The corners are just... At this point. Corners aren't really there at this point in the draft. Uh also the Packers could have gone with Jamin. Uh I don't know if it's Jamin Davis or Jamin Jamine Davis. I don't know. Out of Kentucky.
2: Jamine. J-
0: I think it's Jamin. Looks like Jamin. I feel like Jamine would be cooler though. Just Jamin. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, that's kind of cool. Uh I think I'm gonna go. Oh, like uh, the exact same, man. It's a little bit tough because they're very similar. I mean, they play the same position, so obviously they're kind of similar. I think I'm going to go
1: Jalen Phillips here. It was one or the other. It was him or Aziz.
0: Okay, I'm up
2: with the Ravens now. Who would you think again? Okay, Jalen. So here's my problem. The Ravens... Dylan uh, Radons Sorry, I just butchered that He'd be the next guy on the board But the reason they traded Orlando Brown to the Chiefs is, Oh, this is the Chiefs pick, by the way The reason they traded him to the Chiefs Is because they wanted a faster O-line, apparently So they're not going to take a guy who's almost 300 pounds I'm just going to put that one out there now um, is there is like Samuel Cosme smaller? I wonder if Alex Alex Leatherwood's still here. I like him a lot personally. Uh, Samuel
0: Cosme back in like that's a great name. January was supposed to go in the top twenty. So this is a guy who's falling a little bit. I think he'd be an interesting guy here. How much does he weigh? He's also big.
2: Okay, he's bigger. <laughs> okay, actually, lineup. you know what?
0: Wait, hold on. So one more guy. Dylan a- Alex Leatherwood. Yeah. Nope. So he's he's bigger. also bigger. Um hey guys, offensive linemen are big. I think that's what we're learning.
2: So yeah. yeah, I guess Lamar wants somebody who's like 6'2,
0: 220 or something to play the line. I don't know. He wants DK Metcalf as lineman. I don't know. I think you could eat, I think this is a home run if you go tackle or edge. Aziz is still on the board. Me personally, I think I'd go tackle.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say I think they need tackle a little bit more, especially since they just traded there. So I'm gonna go with Dylan here. North
0: Dakota. And you know you're picking them in the first round, so you still got that fifth year option on him. I think that's pretty valuable at the tackle position because he those, turns out those tackles yeah. can get expensive. Mm-hmm. We know that.
1: Well. Huh. Um
2: how this shook out.
1: So well, this is i I'm about, easy about to one. just do a domino effect here. Um the Bucks, rich get even richer. Oh, they need a safety. Let's pick Trevon Morig. Um, he's not falling this far at yeah, all. Yeah, like no. I, I hate this so because there's hey, this sure. isn't real. You know but,
2: what, guys? In our defense, some this happens every year to somebody. Yeah, That's facts though. This happens every year. Oh, uh,
0: Who fell? Uh, uh, McKinney. So I'll go through the grades real quick, and Tom will also edit this into the video. Trevor Lawrence A plus, Zach Wilson A plus, Trey Lance A plus. Damn, Falcons, Mac Jones A, mm-hmm. Penne to the Bengals A minus, Kyle Pitts B minus because it really doesn't fit a need, but still, come on, it's Kyle Pitts. Excuse me. Okay. Um, Devontae Smith got an A. Jamar Chase A plus. Justin Fields A plus. Patrick Sertain B plus. With Sean Slater to the Giants B minus.
1: Jalen Waddle A. Jason Wait, Horn A minus. You got a B minus for Rashawn? I got a B. What's the difference?
0: Um, you can like uh, like change your sliders a little bit.
1: Oh, a slider difference.
0: Okay. Um. I think I put like my value of positional number oh, higher. Okay, so okay, sorry, okay.
1: <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. I was like, that's the same pick. No, I just
0: hate you telling yeah. your Idiot. <laughs> I was like, what did I do? Uh, Jalen Waddle, a. JC Horn, a minus. Christian Darius, B+. plus. Rashad Bateman, B. Christian Barmore to the Cardinals, a. Raiders. Elijah Vera Tucker, B. Quiddy Page to the Dolphins, B. Micah Parsons to the football team, a. Elijah Moore, B minus. Jason Owe, a minus. Farley to the Titans, a. Greg Newsome, a plus. Yeah. Tevin Jenkins B plus, Walker Little B plus, Jeremiah to the Browns A, which honestly come watch should be an A plus. They need yeah, a, what? like come on he fell like come on come on BFF give it to us. Uh, Terrence Marshall A minus, Asante Samuel B plus, Nick Bolton A minus, so good job Talon that was kind of a risky one. Jalen Phillips A minus, Dylan Vadon's B plus, and then obviously the rich get richer. I don't think that's gonna happen, but how it played out and. Tom was saying this, Xavier McKinney did the exact same thing last year, where he, this is a guy who should have been in the 15, 20 range falls to the second round. So not the most unlikely thing in the world. We literally just saw it happen. Trev- Trevon Moore got an A plus to the Bucks. I really hope that does not happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a person who's in the AFC, like let's not do that. So yeah, that's our mock draft. We hope you guys enjoyed. Can't wait to see how right we are when we pick the entire draft, right? And there's not a single trade yeah (laughs) exciting yeah i agree no i mean we talked about some trade candidates